This is the Astrology University podcast, helping you find inspiration, insight, and connection through the study of astrology. And I'm your host, Tony Howard. Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Astrology University podcast. I'm really excited to have Vanessa Montgomery with us from Australia today to talk about Chiron. Um, really excited to have this chat with you, Vanessa. So thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Tony. I'm really excited too. So, so um, yep. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, my first question for you is, what made you want to talk about Chiron with me today? Okay, so I guess, I mean, I did ask you, like, what is the, what are people most interested in that you're seeing? Because you're dealing with so many students and one of the top picks was Chiron. And I thought that was really interesting because it's a planet that I use a lot <clears throat> myself. Like I literally trained at the Chiron Center, it was called. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's, yeah. uh, that's very interesting. Is Chiron a big deal in your natal chart? It is. So <clears throat> that was interesting too. It's exactly conjunct my moon in Aries. Oh, wow. There you go. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm coming up for my uh, Chiron return. And of course, Chiron's gone into Aries. So I thought, oh, it's time that I had a really close look at what's happening you know, out in the world and, and correlate it to Chiron rather than just look at it in the charts that I do. Right. Yeah. And I've start, already started to see the themes. I was like, yeah, let's, let's hone in on this one. And I know it's uh, a planet that not everyone uses. Like you don't really use it, right? I, I look at it. I don't use it unless I hear a Chiron story from a client mm-hmm. and they've, they've brought that story up and it's really obviously a Chiron type of story. And for our listeners out there, um, Vanessa will tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. um, what, she, what, that, what she, how she'll describe a Chiron story. But um, if I hear an especially Chiron story and I see that Chiron is, for instance, conjunct the moon, uh, like in your chart, uh, I definitely will talk about it. But if, um, in, you know, in, a, in an, a one-off session with a client where we just have an hour and a half, if it's not uh, directly tied into the chart in a profound way like that, I, mm. I won't always talk about it. Yeah, I will say the same. It depends on the charts as well. And again, yeah, you hear from what people are saying, you hear in their language themes, don't you, and archetypes, so you go into that. Totally, yeah. Uh, Yeah, the way I do work with people is is I let them, you know, guide me into what we're going to talk about. So we start by talking about what brought them in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we go from there. And there's always something. Right. So even if somebody says, I'm just interested in astrology, there's always a reason that they they, they wanted to talk to you. So they have a question. And also with the transits, even if um, Chiron itself isn't, you know, in a major position in their chart, if they're having like Chiron square their sun or conjunct their sun or something like that, or on the angles as well, I'll bring that up unless they've already brought it up just to right. have a look at that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think for me, it was just something that I put off studying for a while. It was something I put off to kind of learn until later. And then after uh, studying about Chiron with Melanie Reinhardt, you know, mm-hmm. as it so often happens when you learn about something, then uh, if you're already working with clients, the, the people will show up with those charts oh, that are crazy. just perfect. I know. Yes. <laughs> and so as soon as I actually felt like I understood something about Chiron, I had this close friend who told me this story that was just like a dead, dead ringer Chiron story. And, um, and that's, that's what really got me, uh, really piqued my curiosity. Yeah. 
sorry. No, let's let's tell let's tell. Well, no, no, no. I don't want to tell the <laughs> whole story right now. Okay. No, yeah, because I want you to tell us uh, what you think well, about, about Chiron. Chiron. Yeah. So, so set up set up, set up. Um, I guess a little bit of the archetype archetypal. What is a Chiron? Okay, what is for Chiron? people who don't know much about it, yeah. <clears throat> what is Chiron? So Chiron is uh, well, it's the archetype. You can sort of understand it through the the myth about Chiron. So he was a centaur, um, very gifted in everything. And then he was wounded. Um, there's a couple of stories that one was that he dropped a poison arrow accidentally on his Achilles heel. And the other is that Hercules accidentally, who was one of his students, accidentally shot him with it. So from that, we understand that it's about a part of us that is wounded accidentally though. Not, not on purpose, <laughs> usually in childhood or something from youth. And um, so then, you know, Chiron goes on this healing journey and he can't heal himself, even though he's so gifted. So he ends up swapping places with Prometheus, who's been chained to a rock, you know, as you do back in Greek myth times. And, um, you know, he's in perpetual pain. Chiron can't die because, you know, he's immortal so he swaps places with um prometheus so prometheus can uh you know be relieved of the pain and chiron can transcend through a certain death and um he goes up to become a constellation and a god in you know olympus so from that um we see that there's some sort of like transcendence and there's also something to do with helping other people or surrendering somehow, like going, yeah, transcending, I would say. And I always see it as it's very AA. <laughs> you know, I've never been to AA because I don't really drink. But um, when I was writing my book, that came to me about Chiron. So I started Googling about it. And it turns out that, you know, there's this mentor system. And it's actually the mentor that gets the most benefit, interestingly. You know, the mentoree may fall back off the wagon, but the mentor doesn't. And that to me is part of that Chiron journey. So we learn by experience um, about, you know, this specific thing that we've struggled with and um, where we're hurt or wounded. And um, that's why it's the healing journey. Maybe we can't entirely heal ourselves until we start helping other people with it because we recognise it. Like we totally recognise it because we've been there. So it's very shamanic and, you know, shamanic being it's a path that you, you know, you don't learn at school, you learn it by experience. And, yeah, therefore you help other people and in doing so you also help yourself. It's quite reciprocal. That's my idea of Chiron. So, well yeah. said. I mean, I, to me, I think that's like, um, it really spells out what some of the key points are for me. Because when I first heard about Chiron, I'd always hear people talk about the wounded healer and talk about a place where they felt wounded in their chart. And it wasn't until I took in the whole myth, as you just described it, that mm. I got, it's not just about being wounded. It's about helping others. It's about a healing process and mm. it's about being a mentor or a teacher yeah. for others as well. So it's, and, and that's where I've really gotten some interesting um, lines of inquiry with clients. Yes. Well, I just thought of something for you actually, but we'll get back to that. Um, yeah. So a bit more about Chiron. It has a 50, about a 50 year cycle. So it's, you know, and it's like very uh, elliptical. So in Aries, where it is now, it's at its longest run for about eight years. So that becomes now a generational signature. 
definitely um, you tiny and i belong to right. <laughs> yeah so me, me at the me at the early end um i was at <laughs> um, two degrees two degrees uh chiron in aries and you must be at the at the far other end Oh, thank you so much, Tony. I'm actually at nine degrees. Oh, so I'm, okay. not, I'm not that far <laughs> behind you. It's, okay. it's in it's in orb and it's it's all over your your natal chiron right now. It's in orb of mine. So okay. I'm definitely starting to see the archetype, which is why I was like, I really need to drill down into this. Yeah. Um, so which has really helped actually. Uh, so it's got a 50-year cycle. We're all going to start seeing um, themes like Aryan archetypal themes. So what what are those Aries themes? It's um, fire, it's anger, it's it's um, self. So there's wounding to those things. And I have to say, I'm in Australia and it is literally on fire right now. Like I'm looking out the window and there's smoke everywhere. And it's been uh, a month or more already. There's so many fires. So I think the last sign Chiron was in was Pisces. And we had a lot of issues with water. And... Um, you know, ocean pollution, and it brought our awareness to a lot of those things. Also, you know, bullying, our mental health, all the sensitivity sort of stuff. Now in Aries, I think we're going to get heat and fire issues. And of course, you know, it's the god of war. So there's going to be battles. <laughs> and, you know, and I think the other thing, it's very personal, like Aries is me, 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 me. So there's going to be like issues around that, like what is me and and anything that's been repressed starts to come up for healing. Well, not repressed, just wounded. And I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing a lot of, as well as, I mean, astrology is holistic and it's other influences, but I think this is one of them and it's just going to start, well, it is starting to max now, um, is uh, women rising and being angry and you know, because that Aries part of women has been so repressed, so it needs healing. And with men, it's like, well, well, what does that say about my masculinity then? You know, everyone has to kind of address these things and with the changes to one, you know, affects the other. And, you know, Aries is it's not gendered and those sort of masculine traits that Aries represents, they're not gendered. So if they've been divvied up, you know, it's, it's got to come up. And I think that's part of what we're seeing. Yeah. Like if that, you've, su yeah. if you've suppressed your own ability to assert your will, or if it's been suppressed by someone else and then you get to reclaim it, that process is just, it's not, it's not like everybody's just happy about it when you start, no. <laughs> no, when you start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for women, like I've been really, well, I have got that Chiron in Aries and an Aries moon. So I suppose like it's something I've been aware of my whole life and I've, never really bought into it and you do get a big slap back for if you, you know being a certain way like I think really strong Aries women have had quite um a road to travel to be themselves in in their own way so I always you know I always support the little Aries girls <laughs> yeah it's, it's a really interesting one to start to really see this coming up now I find and it's also on the back of um Uranus having been in Aries, like that's really just gone into Taurus finally earlier this year. So we've already had, what, seven years of these Aries themes, which is, you know, strong women, all the superhero movies, you know, superheroes I think are so Aries. Um, and, you know, the, the, the feminist wave coming, but now it seems to be really, really <laughs> driving home 
So, yeah, that's such yeah. an excellent point about um, having Chiron going into Aries right after Uranus just spent so much time in Aries. Uh, something yeah. I love putting uh, transits into context like that. And, um, you know, I wrote a blog post back in around 2011 uh, called Uranus and Aries and the Lone Shooter. And that story of the kind of the, the person just kind of losing it and going into a movie theater and um, and shooting people, it's a horrific, horrific story, but that story just became like the theme for the whole time Uranus was in Aries. And uh, I, I like to think that as Chiron goes into Aries, we'll get to have some healing around that in some way, in some form. And, and you well, know, luckily we have a few years to work on that. We do. And isn't it interesting that Aries is the one where we get the most um, time with? So Libra being a year or something is wow. that's it. Oh, wow. Um, but that's interesting you say that um, with America's gun control laws and all that sort of thing like i imagine this is going to be really heating up like it already kind of is isn't it well i think that i think that what we might see during this time is is uh, some some actual action taken like i said towards towards mm. healing because uh one of the biggest groups that was inspired to take action were these young people after the parkland shooting and those mm those kids are still out there working really hard. And I mean, they were, the, the fire was lit inside them and they, mm. they haven't stopped. They're still out there working for um, gun control laws and they're not, I, they're not going to stop in my opinion. I mean, that was such a formative moment for them and um, so deeply inspiring and they're just pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, I mean, our, our politics in our country are complicated, but you know, there's a vast majority of people in support of gun control laws that we don't have. And it's a really small number of mm. people and politicians that are preventing those changes from taking, taking place. So I really do think that we're going to see some shifts on that level. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. The gun thing is definitely part of the, I think Aries in uh, Chiron in Aries eight years. <laughs> right. For sure. And also youth like Aries is a really youthful sign. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, part of that youth rising up. Like my little thing that came to me for this is um, find your firepower. Oh, I love it. <laughs> find your fire, find your fire, find your firepower, like ignite. Yeah. And, and take action. So yeah, you're right. They're actually a perfect motive for this kind of thing. And the fact that they're young as well is really interesting. Mm. Uh, so the other thing, what was I, I've got a few notes here just to look at. Uh, the other thing is like, Aries is like your individual, and in Chiron, I think it's your individual right to exist for no reason, no reason except your right to life. That's it. And um, so I'll be interested to see what happens with that sort of stuff. I'll go back to, I'll go to like um, last time Aries was, uh, Chiron was in Aries, was through the 70s, of course. Um, 68 to 76, I think it was. And um, I always, you know, it's always so much easier to see what happened last time and then think, oh, yeah, okay, I can see how that next cycle is coming through now. And it gives us little ideas of what to try and predict. So I found um, the Battle of the Sexes, the tennis match. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I remember that. I, I remember that as a kid. Yeah. Oh, I missed that, that was one. A, Maybe that was a big, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, there was a movie out um, a couple of years ago starring Emma Stone. So I watched that and I was like, this oh, okay. is amazing. You know, and there were so many 
I mean, through the 70s, it was just coming off the back of the 60s and you had so many battles happening then. And that was still going, obviously, you know, the civil rights uh, movement was still pushing on um, the gender, basically equality, you know, because Chiron at that time, because it's all a bigger picture, Chiron was opposite Uranus in Libra, you know, pushing for change um, for years and years. And then they swapped through signs, Taurus and Scorpio as well. And um, so this happened in 73. Um, of course, Chiron was opposite Uranus and Pluto at that time. And it was the USA, the USA had their Chiron return that month as well. You know, and it was an American thing. So I thought wow. that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's major. It's major. It changed things. Um, you know, reformed women's sport, pay, um, all sorts of things. If you haven't seen the movie, it's awesome too. Cool. <laughs> and it just illustrates what was happening at the time. It was, you know, looking back, it's so, it's a lot of those things, like it's so cringeworthy to see how backward we all were and what we've sort of had to come through. And I think that obviously those fights are still on in, in certain ways and we've come so far, which is awesome, but there's, it's still not balanced. And I totally. guess, you know, now it's not opposite Uranus in Libra, so it's slightly different. It's going to be squaring up with all that Capricorn. <laughs> I won't go into that now. We'll stick to the, the Chiron stuff. But it just, it does change the flavour, I think. Yeah. So, of course, countries, I do think uh, looking at countries' um, birth charts are really interesting. And although I'm not American, like America has such impact on so many countries, you know, and we get so much media and movies and everything our whole life so it's interesting to look at what and are you happening. using the uh, sibley chart for uh, the u.s or it's the sag rising yeah is that the one i think that's yeah. the main one yeah yeah with chiron in the fourth okay and america has you know chiron is significant it's square the sun <laughs> as well I, I won't go into it it's just it's interesting to note though you know right so yeah Chiron being a big deal in big the deal. u.s yeah. chart so that when Chir when there was a Chiron return it, it would make sense that an event like that took place in the culture yeah yeah interesting um so the other thing that i looked at at the time that sort of came to me and i thought oh i wonder what was happening then hmm, what's what's the correlation so i looked up the rocky horror picture show movie uh, oh wow uh, <laughs> which was a 1975 that came out and I thought I wonder you know Richard O'Brien I wonder what his chart is you know I'll just have a look because it was quite significant and continues to be um the longest running you know movie basically yeah <laughs> time right. it's still running um and so of course Richard O'Brien is in Aries and I find you know when I did the Neptune sign of the times and looked at people that were um you know what would you say zeitgeist they were really part of the zeitgeist they neptune was hitting their sun or you know their sun or moon was in the sign that neptune was in at the time like so often but it seems like you know a few planets can bring up that that flavor so yeah richard o'brien had that aries vibe now oh, tim curry with that curly hair he's quite Aryan or like an aries i wonder if he is an aries look him up and of course not only is he an aries sun Chiron was exactly conjunct his son trans by transit when the movie first premiered. Like Whoa. exact. Whoa, yes. that's a good one. 
That's a good one. So it embodies I think that. you might be onto something. <laughs> I am onto something. I got so excited, but I'm like, ooh, this is how I research. I just kind of go, oh, oh, oh. You have that awesome Sag insight that just flashes <laughs> of insight. I love it. Yeah. It makes it fast, which is good. Um, so, yeah, Tim Curry, I thought it was really interesting with, you know, also Neptune was in a gender-bending sign of Sagittarius at the time. Like now, it's in Pisces and we've got fluidity. So same thing, that mutability. Um, yeah, it's so interesting. So we're looking at, um, you know, identity again. And we're looking like the whole pronoun thing is massive. Like who saw that coming? And, you know, yeah. it needs to happen. So yeah. Rocky, and Rocky, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> I was, was going to say Rocky Horror addresses that, like, you know, right on the head. And these these guys really represented. So Richard O'Brien is really gender fluid. Like he's like non-pronoun really. So he did something that was extremely personal with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I've got a little quote that he said, like at the time it's English and at the time glam rock really came out of England. And so it's, it's got that glam rock vibe. Um, he said, glam rock allowed me to be more my, or myself more. So he was really expressing himself and what he was all about in that movie. And this kind of, again, we're seeing this repeat and it's that Chiron in Aries who, who am I? Like, let yourself be who you want to be. And one of the quotes is, don't dream it, be it. And because they allowed themselves or he just really put himself out there and it was true. He wasn't trying to conform. He did the absolute opposite and just went for it. And it, you know, it hit the zeitgeist. And I think there's a really good message in that for, you know, people, artists, everyone, just be yourself. It works. It works for you. It works for everyone because um, Aries is also about leadership. So you lead by example and it makes such a big difference to so many people, you know, and also people that may not have, being able to open their mind outside a certain box um, of reality, but no, it's not quite right. They sort of see it modelled and it's like, oh, that resonates. Yes, I didn't even think of that. And it allows people to expand and be themselves as well. Very interesting. So this one was particularly insightful. The yeah, that's thing, and and yeah. and and it was um, the you know the film was like like you said for you and I I went to it every weekend as a teenager very uh had a healing uh potential and impact on the people who yeah. any of the people who went to the film and also and also acted out and got dressed up and performed it and really yeah. uh, you know because like you were saying earlier with with Chiron being in Aries it's not just the Chiron in Aries so it's really easy to express yourself it's like it's a healing process Chiron is correlating with the healing process that allows yes. you to express yourself, which suggests that you have difficulty for some reason, whether mm -hmm. it's been suppressed, repressed, or, um, or whether you're wounded in, in some way, like maybe you tried expressing yourself as a child and you were um, punished for it, for instance. And, Absolutely. And you, and you held that back and then, um, and, or you, uh, some more true part of yourself was coming out that society didn't approve of. Like for instance, you know, if you dressed like Tim Curry at that time, <laughs> And you were in Tim Curry's body. <clears throat> that wasn't just, it wasn't like everybody just said, oh, that's a really cool outfit. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, 
the society really crams these things down our throat with the gender divide and it's extreme. Like, I don't think we realise or have realised how extreme it is until you see it or look back on things. And, yeah, it was just so big. Um, a quote about the musical, here's one I found. It said, one of, it was one of the first popular musicals to depict fluid sexuality during a time of division between generations and a lack of sexual difference acceptance. And, yeah, I just, I just can't get over how that's come back again now that it's back in areas. Right, right. You know, it's, it's just that stamp and part of that, that cycle of when it's in Aries. And it's not something that you would probably have thought of if you were trying to work it out just conceptually without having a look back and then comparing that to what's happening now. And of Definitely. course, Neptune in Pisces, I think is really helping with that fluidity and blur things out. You know, definitely, yeah. I mean, it definitely adds a different tone to, to uh, the experience than what we had in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Less glam rock. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah, definitely. It's it's got a very different tone. And mm. and I, I was just hearing, um, was watching this uh, show on uh, Netflix called Eastsiders that um, some friends of friends wrote. Um, and uh, one of the characters is ref is in his I think late thirties or mid thirties, and he's reflecting on the younger people and how they just don't want any labels at all. And I think that that experience especially has that Neptune and Pisces flavor yes. where there's, I want the yes. ability to be able to morph into whatever I want to be. Yes. I have a friend who um, recently adopted um, they, them, or they, them pronouns and uh, their experience is that they want to be able to um, change expression depending on how they feel in the moment mm. or in, at the time and not be boxed in by any labels. And that yes. to me has that, Pisces um, chameleon kind of. Uh, yes, I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing. Like it's really turned the dial up on this so much more, and it's like, yeah, it's it's like it's transcended any label, which I think is the ultimate goal personally. And I've wanted to see that happen for so long, and yeah, it is. It's like don't even bother swapping them. Just transcend. Like I would love. And when I wrote my book, I was just like, Oh, I wish I had a word. I wish there was a word and hopefully someone can come up with good ones that are just completely new and completely neutral, just neutral. We can all use, you know, I'd love to use them because I think it's about, um, you know, you've got to kind of rebrand what gender is like to get past it, you need different language really helps to define and create our concepts of reality and ourselves. So even swapping them out, like it, it's helpful to play with those things, but ultimately you want to get to that third higher, you know, it's very Pisces. <laughs> yeah, <too>. yeah. <laughs> you know, where, yeah, anything is possible. You can be anything. And we're, I think, you know, on the path to enlightenment, you've got to get past all that stuff. It's just sort of boxing you in and language is a real key to that. That's really, so, you just, you just helped me um, think of, 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 of something about they, them and how Neptune and Pisces it is on another level too, because, you know, they, them is most often used in language as a uh, plural. Yes, which can be confusing because I'm looking for more people 
right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's why that's one thing that some people com- uh, describe as as uh, having difficulty. Like if somebody asks to be addressed mm. using they them pronouns, if somebody expresses difficulty doing that, it's usually one of the first things they'll say was, "Well, it's hard for me because that I think of that as plural. I don't think of that as a yes, singular that's what I person." Say. But yeah. then I think, "Oh, well, that's Neptune and Pisces, though. It's trying to put everybody in the soup together. It's the collective, right?" So and there's conf- there's an element of confusion because you're yep, looking for totally. a crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would love, I hope that we get to another word, you know, I'll use it. I'll use it in my writing. Like I, I need one for my career <laughs> to use, to use yes. and I'll help put it out there. And I really, so if anyone has anything, right. let me know. <laughs> but I think this younger generation might come up with something cool. I really do. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Um, the other thing, just getting back to Rocky Horror, the final, final thing, indulging myself because I love it so much. Um is, you know, Aries is ruled by Mars and Mars is, you know, in, in the chart, it's, it's how you do sex. Like it is sexuality to some degree. And so I think it's interesting that this is all part of that journey and explains why this happens when Uranus is, is in Aries. So there is that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and Rocky Horror was, uh, was definitely risque at the time in a big way. <laughs> It's one of the things that contributed to its popularity as Midnight Movie, for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And also actually doing things differently because initially um, it didn't do that great in America. It did great in California, as you would expect, but everywhere else it actually got canned. It got canceled. The premiere, premiere in New York was canceled and um, some bright spark decided to do something different, like, you know, it's blazing trails and doing something new. And they started the midnight screenings and they rebranded it. So it went all red and black with the lips and, you know, that's Aries colors and, you know, the rest is history basically. Wow. Fabulous. Really excellent work. Thanks for sharing that with us, Vanessa. You're welcome. Uh, So what else have I got here? Yeah. The identity politics is really, I think one of the biggest things. Um, So I think, it's interesting, you know, things like fight like a girl and stuff like that's come up on the table for rebranding, like addressing it. Cause that used to be uh, a way to discourage women, you know, from doing things that are, you're not allowed to do. You can't fight. You can't, you know, protect yourself. You can't be angry. You can't be assertive because then that's aggressive and you just get, you know, such a slap down for it. And I remember reading, uh, this experiment, like a social studies sort of experiment, <clears throat> they put a baby uh, in the middle of a group and it was the same baby both times. So one time they dressed it in blue, so people thought it was a boy and it would crawl around and they're like, oh, look at him, he's exploring, he's doing such a good job, he's getting out there, like he's so brave. And then they put it in pink, the same baby, and people like, oh, look, she's really trying. Oh, and it's, it's all quite like she can't do it. Oh, she can't do it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, and we're getting these things from being a baby, which is why it's so hard to break out of our perceptions of ourselves when it's mirrored by the perceptions of society and other people. And, yeah, it's a big deal. And for, for female and male, because whatever, you know, it, it affects everyone, I think. Like no one wins in that game like no one so yeah it's very exciting times i think there's a lot more to happen <laughs> since we yeah i mean we're just at the beginning of chiron and aries yeah. yeah so it's retrograded back to one degree um in aries i think it goes direct possibly next week or the week after so yeah 
I think it's, it's just begun, really. Oh, that'll be a great time to release this podcast then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right when it and, goes direct. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll have to look it up. <laughs> uh, um, the other thing, so we'll go into the birth chart uh, with Chiron. So uh, initially we'll go with the Chiron myth, uh, the thing is Chiron was rejected by his parents and fostered by someone awesome. So there's theme that tells us there's themes of rejection, abandonment, literally fostering can be the case. And there's a real sensitivity as well around whatever the wound is. And I do find that they're themes that come up with clients. And of course, I've been attracting you know, quite a lot of uh, Chiron stories since I decided to focus in on it more as that happens, as you mentioned, which has been amazing, like nearly every person and extreme, really extreme stories. Um, and what I'd like to say about that is I think m with most things, look at the polarity and turn it around. So recognise where and how you're abandoning yourself. It's a real key <laughs> to me. And Chiron's glyph is a key, so it's all about like a key to the chart. Um, yeah, where and how are you abandoning yourself when you feel like you're, yeah, not fitting in or being rejected? It's because you're so super sensitive about it, those themes, that you're probably doing it yourself. And how can you, you know, just kind of put that aside and go back in? The other thing, of course, is a real sensitivity to, and this is the wounded healer part, other people feeling rejected or abandoned. And this is what I wanted to come to with you, Tony. Um you know, you're Fresh Voices and you've got a great podcast talking about um, why you decided to do it and where that came from. And to me, that's a bit of a, well, it's Virgo service, but it's the Chiron. It's like these people are not, they're not going to get a foot in. Like, how can I get them going? Like Chiron in Aries, as you have, is all about like getting people going, like initiating and, you know, giving them a chance, bringing them into the yeah, just giving them a chance. And yeah, that's what came to me when you said about, yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting the way, the way you said that, because I don't know if I said that, said, said this in the podcast, but the moment where the idea really um, crystallized in me was during a, uh, there was a, a, a conference where uh, for this particular conference, they were allowing the members of the organization to vote on who would get to speak. So mm. it ended up being a popularity contest, as you might imagine. Mm -hmm. And people who weren't well-known or new speakers, they, were, they really didn't have a chance of getting voted up because nobody knew their work, whether to know if they even liked it, right? Mm. And there was a person from South America who wrote a really um, lovely kind of rant about, you know, basically saying what I just said, but from a personal experience of, you know, I really wanted to speak at this conference. And if, if I'm not, uh, if it's always a popularity con contest, how am I ever going to get a chance to be seen and have my work experience. And I was like, gosh, that's just, well, you know, I have online businesses and it's pretty easy for me to build websites. You know, maybe I can create an online forum where we could just have a forum where um, people like this person can, can get to speak. And that's, so it, it did come from that place of wanting yeah. to help somebody who was feeling wounded about it really, you know, and yeah. wounded about their experience. So that's really interesting. Yeah. I think that's very Chironic. And of course, uh, Chiron, although, you know, he was gifted at everything, the whole thing was he was a real teacher and mentor. So in the myths, you, all, you know, all the big heroes uh, would be sent as children to Chiron and he would 
pick out their individual gifts, like the Chiron part of you can see where that gift is. And I think particularly according to what sign that is um, for you and, and mentor them and train them up and get them on their way. So there's a real um, a support side of it. Yeah, I think that's so Chiron in Aries, what you did. Well, that's Definitely. interesting. Again, you just, you're, you're, you, you picked up on something else that I hadn't thought of either, which is that, uh, especially in the last, um, in the last Fresh Voices, uh, I offered to uh, mentor anybody who needed it to, to, to boost their wow. confidence and being able oh. to, to get the courage and being able to speak. Oh my God. And, yeah. So yes. <laughs> like, and courage, courage and confidence are very the fire and the Aries, isn't it? Like to get them to go forth. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Go. <laughs> yeah. And initiating. It's new, like it's fresh. It's new. Yep. That's Aries. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do um uh, a new set of speakers with every every uh summit. We just we're just doing one a year right now. And then um we're also having webinars because you did a fabulous fabulous webinar for us just uh, last month on Neptune. Yes, on Neptune in Pisces. Go watch yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It's like, and you know, Neptune's going to be in Pisces for quite a while longer. So you can get some juice out of this one for yes. a couple more years at least. Yeah. yeah. Learn to work your woo and max out the magic that yes, it has definitely. to offer. So, so Neptune's at the end of its cycle and Chiron's just beginning a new one. So they're always really interesting points as well. Um, in the whole cycle thing. So it's worth getting on board with those and making the most of them, I think. Yeah, and Chiron should still be in Aries when Neptune goes into Aries, I guess, then. Um, just, yeah, just, I'll just yeah. do a bit of a, a tag team. So, yeah, and then exactly. So then we're going to get this third round of Aries vibes because we yeah. had Uranus and it really tag teamed with Chiron. Yeah. And, again, yeah, that's interesting, actually. So it's going to go on and on and on. So you may as well yeah in touch with it all yeah that'll be interesting the new cycle when um neptune changes into aries and because we've done we would have already done two cycles of you know uranus in aries and now chiron in aries when neptune goes in we're all going to be kind of primed and a lot of issues will already be worked through i think to to make to take i don't know just to next level it i suppose to transcend with neptune it will be interesting, actually. I'm totally. looking forward yeah. to that. Um, mm -hmm. Before we go, what do you make, if anything, about the fact that Chiron isn't like a natural part of the solar system? Like Chiron came in from outside the solar system and <clears throat> kind of jumped into the middle. So it's like right in between <laughs> some major planets and it's weaving together these themes of, of the planets. That's an interesting line of inquiry. Mm. But, but uh, well, what, do you, what do you think about, you know, Chiron coming from, outer space <laughs> into our solar system <laughs> well like you just said the key words um you know it doesn't it came in it's like doesn't belong that's the chiron theme isn't it like who are you to join these big planets who are you you know but <laughs> so i just i just personally use it as i use all the planets when pluto is demoted i just kept using pluto the same way yeah yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's interesting the orbit that they say between you know the elliptical um, orbit between Saturn and Uranus for sure and in Aries it's like way out near Uranus for its longer part of the cycle um, I guess it just makes it um, more I don't really think about that a lot just a little it makes it more I suppose transpersonal more it's going to really affect society and that change that change maker of Uranus is going to come through harder I would think 
which yeah. it is, <laughs> which it is, and that just that longer time as well. So I'm just going to put a little list down of all the different ages with the signs it's in. It's interesting that it moves so quickly through planet um, signs around Libra. So there's like this little bunch of people that just each year, you know, is going to have a different theme. Like when they're at school, each year is, it's just different. Whereas now these kids getting born, you know, it's going to be the rest of or most of next decade, you know, coming up. So they're right. all going to be in the same themes. That I just like segued out of your question, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's bring, a podcast. We that. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can go around. Oh, also, I'll go to um, yeah the shadow the shadow side of um, what needs to be wounded for men. And again, look at the polarity. I really wanted to bring this up. Was something that's come up fairly recently, which was the toxic masculinity thing as well as um, PTSD, which like everyone seems to have. I was even saying I had it this year <laughs> for a minute. But yeah, the toxic masculinity thing, which I think in itself is kind of wounding, you know, and it, it is a you thing mean the phrase sure. itself. You mean the, the phrase, phrase itself? itself is really It's tough. challenging, yeah. It's yeah. very challenging. And it, I could see that if you're a guy, like that could be very confronting and it could be used um, to hurt. And to yeah. wound, actually. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And that's, that's definitely, something. you know, that's definitely a shadow expression if we're using it intentionally to wound. But I'm also of the mindset that it's okay that it's uncomfortable for, for, well, yes. for guys to work out because it's something that, that we should work out. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's okay for us to be uncomfortable about the place where we're at our growth edge. So um, I'm okay with a certain amount of that um, for sure. <laughs> But it's an interesting thing to think about it because it is all about that healing, healing and wounding and you've got to heal it, feel it to heal it, they say. So yeah, totally. it's, going to, it's the stuff that resonates and it's really uncomfortable. Same for women. So looking at the opposite of that and the polarity, well, what are women doing about if about that with their own, like I think if, if something's that imbalanced, it means you know, women aren't owning parts of themselves or ourselves either, like the Mars stuff. Our, again, our anger, our rage, our being assertive, um, creating strong boundaries, things like that, going for what we want. Like it's going to blow out on the other side. Like who has to take that? And if you don't, if you don't sort of put the boundary down and be assertive and say no, you know, it's, you, you've got to take some responsibility for that yourself. And I'm not saying... Like this is like could be controversial, like but it's interesting to look at all the facets of things. So it tells us like that we need to step up with our own airiesness, which is what's starting to happen and which is great. But I think it's really important to not just point the finger but look what's the mirror of that for oneself. Really important. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And and one thing I always like to point out with Aries and Aries people come to me or if people are having an Aries, Aries planet and Aries transit, like an outer planet, um, that, you know, if you set a boundary with somebody, you know, we, we have this, we have this idea if we're learning to set boundaries and we start setting boundaries with people, we think, Oh, if I, if I say no, or if I set a boundary, everything's going to be better for me. Well, when you tell <laughs> someone no and they want yeah, it to be yes, back. it's going to yeah. create conflict. Right. So, Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. So, so we have to know that that's part of the process too. Like yes. just setting a boundary and stepping into your power, stepping into your courage, stepping into your um, ability to say no or yes. Um, yes. And then th that's not going to just lead to, you know, easy, happy outcomes with others. Yes. And you're in that process where like to be courageous in yes. a difficult circumstance, you know, Courage isn't like, you know, super easy um, emotion that you just feel comfortable about, right? Um, if you're <laughs> being scary. courageous in the moment, you're probably scared shitless. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And, and if, yeah, and if you're trying to avoid conflict, it's tough. Like an Aries is about conflict. It's about like having a little dust up and going, hey. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's a real key. That's absolute key. And for me, I'm like, you know, I have Mars in Pisces and I'm not very, well, I can be assertive, but then I can also have no idea. Like, what does that even look like? How right. do you be assertive? How do you put a verbal boundary up? How do you, how, once things get awkward, like I know when I did my counseling studies, it was actually very useful because they're just saying, don't back away from if it's awkward, like leave, leave a space. Don't try to fill the space, like sit with that uncomfortable, awkward vibe and sort of allow things to come up. And I think that's a big key is, yeah, don't be afraid of the awkwardness or the confrontation or conflict. And it's true, but a lot of women i'll speak for myself we don't even know how to do that like and that's where it's really interesting to talk with guys that have been socialized to be able to do it there was a talk in the fresh voices too that i was in by i can't remember his name he was awesome he was talking about that and he was saying um you know men have sports they have place they have socially sanctioned regular channels to get this stuff out and get their warrior out and they're respected for it and women often don't have it and his point of it can come out as like you know bitching or things like that it's true it's all mars energy and it's all that aries energy and it has to come out and um, Must be uh, nathan mitchell because he was talking about mars yeah he was awesome yeah and and i do think i had a conversation with someone else recently too and i'm just like yeah like that's where the guys can get on board and do some modeling like do some role playing and embodying how to do things and actually practicing it is how you learn to do it. Like there's conceptual and then what does that look like and what does that feel like? Like there's, um, have you heard of, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly, Krav Maga? Krav Maga? No. It's the Israeli self-defense <laughs> that they oh, teach wow. the army and it is full on. And um, I know, like I know of a story of a lady that was um, assaulted quite badly and she ended up doing a Krav Maga course. It's developed for so that women can do it too because women have to be in the army in Israel. And it, it's so full on, like it pushed her through all her trauma and like she got through it. And to me, that's really Chiron in Aries. Like you don't leave there without at least a black eye. It's really, really full on. And I think a lot of women, like we don't like know how to punch someone like we don't know how to physically protect ourselves a lot of the time and I think this is all the stuff that's coming up so yeah interesting times check out Krav Maga <laughs> definitely definitely well thanks for sharing that yeah. and thanks for joining me today to chat a bit about Chiron and Aries You're Vanessa welcome. we'll have to we'll have to do this again um
So uh, with that, if you would like to visit uh, Vanessa or learn more about her online, check out her website, Astro All Stars, and that's stars with a Z or with a Z, as they say yes. in Australia. <laughs> and, um, and with that, I'll say goodbye for now. And uh, well, I hope to talk to you again really soon, Vanessa. I hope so too, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening as well. All right. Get your, okay. Get take, your firepower on. Get your firepower on. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> All right. Take good Bye. care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology University podcast. Study astrology online with some of the great astrologers of our time at www.astrologyuniversity.com, where we offer webinars, online classes, and virtual summits to bring you inspiration, connection, and insight through the study of astrology. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.